0: Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about beer and video games. I'm Ben, here with... Lucy.
1: Here again. Hey. Hi.
0: <laughs> and here again.
2: Hello. Hey. Hey. It's me. It's me. <laughs> it doesn't
0: work. Mm, mm, almost. Almost. Mm. Um, <laughs> let's kick straight into opening some beers. I've already opened a beer. Um, Damn, son. I'm, I've, I've only got a tiny bit left. You can see it's very, very. Clear. That's
2: a little, That's little whiskey, amber. Then, but you can't fool yeah, this. It, it definitely looks like It's <laughs> whiskey. Um,
0: there's like no bubbles. Well,
3: there mm, mm, yeah, we There's yeah. a few. There's a few mm. little
0: bubbles. Not many, uh, but I thought I'd um, pick this up. I saw it in Aldi, in their little beer festival world of stuff. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they decide to um whatever they decide to bring out for their kind of special beers uh, and there's mm. always a bit of disparity between english Audi and he doesn't yes. even want to come in to see that cat that crazy cat mm. just stood at the door shouting at all
1: yeah. as soon as he turns his Adele turns his back he'll walk in
0: yep and he's going Here he comes. Again. No he's not <laughs> oh he's not he's <laughs> not coming in didn't want it. Uh, yes, there's always a bit of disparity between English uh, Audi and Scottish Audis, and Scottish Audis have always got some um, more independent breweries in, uh, and the, the the beer festival stuff in English Audis are very hit and miss. but mm-hmm. I saw a four pack of a beer which made me think of Birmingham, and we were meant to mm. be in Birmingham the last weekend, so i thought i'd pick it up in celebration of uh of you lucy um,
1: i am birmingham and exactly Europe apart has. from the
0: link to birmingham <laughs> that's the only thing it has <laughs> uh, <laughs> go for it but this is from thornbridge okay. oh okay but it is at peaky blinders themed uh, beer oh mm, uh, just called oh, shelby right. the official beer of the tv series official beer okay uh it's 5% Ooh. ipa Little 330ml bottles. It does have a bit of flavour text. It does say the official beer of Peaky Blinders, the TV series. Shelby is an IPA inspired by the style of beer consumed in 1919. At the time of the Peaky Blinders, we have created the kind of IPA that might have been found behind the bar at the Garrison Tavern in Small Heath, Birmingham. Uh, there's there's flavour text about <sighs> it. Um, <clears throat> about the flavours, but it's a bit kind of... Um, mm, it's a beer. Flat. It's flat. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a huge amount going on. There's a lot of maltiness to it. Mm. Uh, there's not Makes a it. lot else. I'm not getting much out of sort of hops and things. I mean, it mm. says a gentle maltiness. It's a bit more than gentle. It's kind of everything that that presents yeah. itself. Uh, if this was a beer that would have been handed to me in 1919, I'm sure I would have been happy with it.
1: Yeah, you are know, like this will get rid of the plague. The yeah. Spanish flu, I
2: believe, in nineteen eighteen.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so nineteen
2: eighteen was Spanish flu, so this would have been the beer that that helped make sure you didn't get it in the aftermath. Yeah, after. yeah.
0: Yes. And obviously booze is always good for colds. You can you might be able to hear I'm a little bit full of cold. Mm. Little's had a cold for the last couple of days and her sneezing all over me. It hasn't helped me keep it away. Uh but yeah. Put a mask on to all the time, just yes. I mean, mask straight on.
1: Um, I mean, if I had a kid, there would be in a muzzle twenty-four-seven. So, you know,
2: a muzzle, not and a mask, what, yes. but a muzzle.
1: Yes, and that's why I don't have children. Hey, I mean, at
2: least you know your <laughs> limits.
1: Yes.
3: That's true. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm going to just finish this off. Uh, there's there's a little bit of like light licorice, um, a little bit of sort of an aniseed-y kind of tint mm. to it in there as well. Uh, but yeah, not a huge amount going on. I think a four pack of three thirty mil bottles was about four pound fifty.
2: Ah, it's not bad then. So
0: yeah, it was fine. It yeah. did me. The mm-hmm. other three bottles did me quite well for an evening a few days ago. So
2: yeah. I mean, I had the uh, Camden Juicy Lager earlier today, and it mm. was all right in the first stuff uh, sips, but then by the time you got, you know, that like slightly nutty you get with lagers mm. as soon as you got like acclimatized to that the juiciness slightly tropicalness just like really fought it in a way that was Rime. kind of not palatably fun mm. so it was like oh this is interesting this is not bad and then when i kind of acclimatized i was like i don't really like these sips that i'm having uh <laughs> but i'll have them because the tin is in front of me and i'm in virtually a park mm. and other things will be present shortly, but like it was kind of, it was interesting because you don't usually have it where it the taste only works in the beginning when you're not so sort of used to it and your mm. palate's kind of. Usually, what happens is you get used to a taste and you get to appreciate the beer sort of more afterwards once you've sort acclimatized to the, the nuances or whatever uh, or the notes. And this was like. What you don't want is to acclimatize. You kind of want to just slam this juicy logger really quickly, so that you don't yeah. notice how kind of disappointing it is yeah. in the latter half. What um but, what um, percentage
0: was it? Do you remember?
2: Five ish. Five ish. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let me just quickly get up because yeah. you asked. Um, will I find it? Who knows? <laughs> Show off <laughs> Canada Brewery. Is that the one? Gosh, what you said.
1: Well, I said juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a showy. Um,
2: uh, g- why, why, why is their website just a bunch of flash things? Just don't tell me what bar to buy it in. Tell me what the fucking
0: exactly. Just want to know what the beer is. That's all you need.
1: This does. It was in the four to six percent range, and I'm going to say that confidently. Five point two.
2: <laughs> I just googled it. Now that I had a name, it was fine. But why? Why? Okay, let's just take a pause. Brewers, just give the information up front. Don't put it behind seven flash animations, etc. Just like this is the beer. If someone searches your beer, they want to know what it is. Give me the information. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's not hard.
0: It's what not are you hard. gonna What are you gonna drink now, Adam? What's your first beer this evening?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um last week was ostensibly Canada week, Yes. The, um uh the country of my birth and most of growth. Um and so uh in it, in it, it new for mostly because uh, it happens to be Amsterdam month on Beer 52 and I okay. couldn't go to a, a shop, but um I'm so the Brauerei of Molen nice. fan favorite. They've yeah. got the Hugs and Kisses, um, it's a Session IPA-ish, which I really enjoy the-ish.
1: Okay.
2: Um, oh, yes. <laughs> it's a 3.5% uh, Session IPA. Uh, it doesn't tell us what the hops or malts are, but, you know, it's Demolin. I I think you didn't, You had something from them recently,
1: Lucy? Yeah. But Can't remember which might one have been it was. About a month ago, yeah, now? about
0: yeah. three or four weeks ago, yeah. Yeah.
2: But um, I yeah, I figured what it given that, hmm. yeah, given that I started the night drinking elsewhere, at three percent seems reasonable. I had a couple other things queued, and I jumped the queue for hey, maybe we'll do a session, and then maybe something stronger depending on how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Versus what I had queued up. So yeah, yeah um, also, I mean, it's hard. To, like I just I like to Demolijn, like. Mm. Never really disliked a the beer they've had, so or they've yeah, done. So. Same. Good. Seems like a good way to ease myself into recording the podcast versus drinking uh, in the uh, garden and benches
0: <laughs> outside.
2: <laughs>
1: Lucy, um, yeah. What are you going to drink mm. this week? I'm going to drink a beer from Birmingham. Oh, so, nice. Yes, uh, and it's a brewery we very much like. It is Burning Soul. Um, oh, went nice. back to the tap room um, this past weekend picked up a few cans uh, they have I don't know if this is the first time they've brewed the raspberry ripple um, but yeah I, I saw oh yeah we're, we're going to have this in cans over the weekend so yeah picked up a few uh, I've already had this beer several times I had a can over the weekend so it's going to be no surprise to me but sure. yeah, it's a 5.8% Ice Cream Pale L, Lovely. And that's it. Yeah, got a nice little ice cream cone. Yeah, and again,
0: sticking with their black and white, with the yeah. red text or red banner theme. Um, I've got uh, also a beer with a red little banner uh, with its text in. Uh, but it's a video game beer. This oh, is real Gallagher from Brew York. <laughs> <laughs> and it I'm is, ben. actually... Ben, Ben. Covered... Brew York, you say? Brew York, mm. mate. Gallagher. It's an American right. Pale Ale at 4.7%. We're all starting off a bit lighter this evening. Um, it says, A tribute to a bygone era of arcade gaming where days would be lost, saving the universe from the onslaught of the insect-like alien hordes. Gallagher is an easy-drinking, low bitterness American Pale Ale showcasing Citra Mosaic. And CTZ Cryo Hops for extra zing. Uh, also has um, Cascade T90 CTZ Mm. T90 and Cryo Citra T90 and Cryo Mosaic T90 and Cryo Uh, it's got Extra Pale, Vienna Carapils, Cara Red and a Situated Malt doesn't tell me the yeast so it's whatever their yeast is Uh, dry hopping is 8 grams per litre it says, that is kind of it it says it's a hoppy on the little Brew York web. Hoppy more than anything else. Which you'd kind of yeah. expect from an American um, pale ale. Hmm. So, back to you, Adel. For your session beer, which is sort of yeah. edgy, edging towards a light beer, isn't it? It's not quite yeah. under 3%. Was it 3.2? 3.5? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, uh,
2: for the Dutch, that's a session, right? Like, like they might... Default to things like Krolsch and Heineken, but mm. all of those are in the solid four percent right
3: Yeah, like, mm. like
2: um, so, anything under four is usually considered like light-ish. Um, so I will say it was dry. I, I didn't actually read well. Um, so the bittering hop was Saz, the dry hop was Mosaic, and the top and it had top fermenting yeast. Um, I missed that on the very simple label because, well, I've been drinking it wasn't painted. Um,
3: <laughs> on the pour,
2: it, smell, it smells a little sweet. Uh, slightly tropical. That must be the mosaic kicking in. Um, ooh. Yeah, so you get this, like, slightly citrus tang in, but actually... Maybe it's because it's a little, like, weaker, but, like, the barley malts in this are quite forward. So, it's, um, it it gives, that maltiness gives it, like, a thicker body, let's Mm. say. Like, it just feels like a stronger beer because it's got that malty, slightly sweet taste. And then you get hit by sort of a light, um, citrusy, um, bitterness, uh, and slight tartness but mostly it just has this sweetness and it makes the hugs and kisses um, just feel bigger than the 3% light beer that it is mm. which is really good and like i think because it's more malt forward than i was expecting i'm not really noticing how like um it's kind of thin uh, on mouthfeel cuz it's 3% beer like it's very yeah. it's going to taste a little watery but because there's so much Taste and maltiness in there. You did unless you like or like. Wait, what is that? What is the mouthfeel? You don't notice the like lighter mouth mouthfeel. It's a really well blended uh, beer in that sense. Like the things that should like are weak, weaker on light beers are there, but you just are sort of tour guided around by the rest of the taste be- being sort of stronger, and I think being more malty than a hoppy is exactly how you. Like it's really smart because you just don't notice um, in a way that like if it was more hop forward you would just notice it's kind of weak because hops can betray that light percentage mm. and by having that stronger barley malt you it, it masks just how light this beer is like I if you told me this was four and a half five percent I I wouldn't bat an eye it's it's a quite well made in that sense for a light beer which nice. I rarely say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he said it had Sars hops in it.
2: Yeah. yeah okay. It's got uh, so Sars is the uh, the bittering hop, and then uh, the dry hop is the Mosaic. So I think the oh, okay. yeah the Mosaic's giving that like veneer of um, slightly tart and sort of citrusy, tropically. So. Nice.
1: Cool. Yeah, I do like a Demolin.
2: Yep, I've, I've <laughs> literally never been disappointed by something like i, I i've i've had beers of theirs where it's which is like oh well, it's not the, the best beer in the world but i've never been mm. disappointed by it really
0: mm. yeah a good way to be about well, beer and breweries at uh, lucy
3: yeah Burning mm. some.
1: probably a brewery yeah. that's never disappointed you no they never have um yeah this is as if you think of like oh what does the ice cream beer look like that this exactly looks like it um, <laughs> when it poured from the can it had a like much bigger head probably like 2 3 fingers like a lot more frothy it's dissipated a bit but it's still a really good looking beer it's completely opaque mm. it's got a peachy looking color to it yeah um smell wise you're definitely getting the raspberry like it is unnoticeable no very noticeable very noticeable (laughs) yeah uh it's very unmistakable is that what you meant unmistakable yes unmistakable raspberry like sometimes you just "Mm, what what fruit is that no this is definitely raspberry Mm. yeah it's, it's got that really fresh smell to it
0: nice very interesting to see what the uh What the, the uh, ice cream sort of element is doing for you.
1: Yeah. Because um, they do do an ice cream pale ale. Mm. And that's just a bit too sickly sweet for me. I can have like one if it's like a hot day. Mm-hmm. But um, like, I couldn't, for example, fill a growler full and just drink that. Because, yeah, it gets a bit too too sickly sweet. You can definitely taste like the vanilla in that. and This is... This is the same, it's got that like, um, like vanilla, like, um, backbone to it, okay. ice cream backbone to it, but that raspberry does just, just pare it back a bit, it gives it a bit more fruity and a bit more sour, a bit more tart, mm. balance to, to the sweetness that's in it. Um, in terms, in terms of its body, it's not, it's not as full as it looks, um, it's, hmm, I'd, I'd say it's... Somewhere between light and medium bodied. Okay. Or it actually yeah, maybe medium bodied. It's not it's not too heavy, um, which is good. Mm. It's mm. a lot more easy drinking than for me the ice cream pale ale. The ice cream pale ale is probably I think it's about around about four percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. So even though this is five point eight it still manages not to be as heavy for me as the ice cream pale ale but nice. um this is like the perfect summer drink, like you've got the sweetness, you've got a bit of sourness um you've got the fruitiness from that raspberry. It's just really fresh tasting. I mean mm. this was probably like canned like you know less than a week ago, so that helps but yeah it's a it's a really solid beer um it's got a little bit of like bitterness at the end mm-hmm. it's like slightly dry. So you are like encouraged just to sip some more, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Really easy. Nice. Perfect. Like, you know, quencher. Mm. Nice. Yeah. It's really good. Did you,
0: do you find it, um, you said you had a beer, uh, that beer at the weekend as well when, uh, it was a lot warmer, the sun was mm. kicking about, uh, rather than it kind of being the overcast day we've had today. Was it more satisfying Having it at the weekend, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. This is definitely what you like to drink in like a hot summer day, mm. you know. But um, yeah, it's it's just a solid bit. I much prefer this variation on their ice cream uh, mm. genre. <laughs> I don't know how many they've done. I know, I know there's the ice cream and then this raspberry ripple, but. Yeah, I'd love to see them do like a chocolate one, because <laughs> mm. they're mm. like coconut porter that you've added also then, yes. like, that as an ice cream beer, that would be interesting, probably so sweet you can't even take it, but <laughs> I'd like to see them uh, Like to see them try that. You imagine it'd be thick yeah. as well, wouldn't you, yeah, Just, yeah super, <laughs> super thick. Because that's like 7.4 or something percent, so yeah, mm. that would be... Yeah, I don't. I'd love to see them do like imperial steps. I don't remember if they've ever done like anything higher than like like seven or eight. I don't even can't even recall them doing like a double. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, even still, every time I go to the, the tap room, um, what did I have on tap? What did I get for Grylophil last time? do not know what it was but it's always nice you know <laughs> yeah good always good you're never going to be disappointed whatever mm-hmm. beer that you pick up from them so absolutely yeah, yeah. get a few cans if you can
0: nice, nice nice um so the gallagher from brew york uh when you said about you know only being canned maybe a week ago at uh, burning so i had a quick check this was canned a month ago uh, mm-hmm. from mm. Brew York um, I know the bottle shop carried this and they also carried a beer which was I think called Sim City um, which was a, I think a Simcoe and Citra beer from Brew York as okay. well but obviously had that <laughs> lovely kind of can art yeah. of that pixelated Sim City style yeah. uh, uh, well, the are on the
3: tin. <laughs> <write> that <laughs> that'd be the next one um <laughs>
0: I mean, it's lost some of its. It's lost a little of its weight to its nose. It definitely hit me kind of as soon as I cracked the can. A little, a little heavy, a little hoppy, kind of when I cracked the can. A little tropical fruit coming through. You can see it's very, very translucent. Um, Again, like yours, Lucy, it it kicked off with about three fingers of of head, very, very frothy, um, which went down quite quickly. It is quite thin, uh, uh, alluded to in its, sort of, its, its translucence. Mm. Um, Flavour, you have this... Mmm. It's, it's a strange flavour. Only in that it kind of melds some things together. Again, it's one of those beers that doesn't take you through the flow of the flavours. It's kind of, here's the flavour. And we'll mm. let things kind of dissipate at their own uh, at their own speeds. So when you sip it, you get this nice piney bitterness to it. There's a little sweetness in there as well. A little tropical note, not not much. Um, some more kind of piney, maybe edging on a little bit of a grassier uh, note to it as well. But things dissipate at their own speed and stuff falls away so some of those flavors so the sweetness falls away quite quickly that little kind of grassy earthy note falls away kind of within the mid and you're just left with this piney bitterness uh, just flowing sort of uh, along and it's not too dry it is a little dry yeah. um so i want to go back but i don't think it gave me any um f- any tasting notes uh, in terms of what I would actually get, but yeah, on their um, on their little web on the back, uh, hops are the thing that they're pushing more than anything else, and then fruity and sweet, uh, kind of being equal, bitterness being equal, which I find interesting. I'd say that the bitterness in this is a little bigger than kind of uh, than than mm. the, those other two, only because it sticks around for so much longer than the other two. Uh, but as I say, interesting that. It, this beer is almost works in reverse to many others that here's everything mm. but now this disappears and you're left with this flavour and now this disappears and you're just left with that final kind of hit to it so it's very interesting yeah. in how it works, it's very easy we love a good bit of beer so it works well it on is. that sort of front
3: mm.
0: i got no idea what Gallagher's got to do with it
1: um <sighs> I, I don't know. Um I prefer Gradius, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ma- that'll be it,
0: part of it their uh, part of their next beer. Yeah.
1: Midway who made who made Gallagher?
2: Oh. Um That's a good question. Gallagher publisher or developer? Hudson. Namco oh. published
1: it. Is it Midway? Uh, was it Midway? Uh, yeah. uh, um, mm. I don't know. It's been, uh, no, it's Na- Namco, ago. Namco. Oh, okay. Namco, Namco. So was, cool.
2: Yeah, and then Sega also pitched in for the console
1: side. Of it. Well, don't mm. know what I'm thinking of, though. Gra- What's
0: Gradius? Konami? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Which is why I thought Hudson, because Konami bought Hudson, didn't they?
1: Galaga. Yeah.
0: Mmm. It's all in there somewhere. Uh, it's just jumbled. Oh, in jumbled. North
1: America, it was, it was published by Midway Gallagher. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. There.
0: Nice. Yeah. Good. Good call there, Lucy.
3: I, pff, As I, I pulled that
1: out from God knows where in my brain. <laughs> Took
0: the hat off, pulled it out, put the hat <laughs> back on before any of us <laughs> even saw it.
3: Yep. All right.
1: Cool. I, I can somehow remember that, but nothing else that's relevant in life, so there you go. <laughs> I can't remember this
0: morning, or you know, last week. Um, good. Let's jump into our first topic this week. Uh, Adol, I thought, um, as you uh, uh, cropped up in the chat earlier with your topic, yeah. which I haven't had a look we, at uh, yet, I thought bring I'd let up you the start us off.
2: Yeah, so um, this is in my hometown uh so calgary even though it's i mean honestly because of the new D- democratic party's um influx of cash in the economic downturn of oil uh we had a, a bunch of craft breweries crop up and it became mm. sort of a, a little canadian craft brewery Mecca that wasn't there before um so one of the um breweries is uh Common Crown Brewery Company. Uh and they came up with the uh, it's a cherry sour called the Cherry Karen Sour. And they um and it's got a white woman hole with her hand on her face and uh the entire um ad campaign was can I speak to your manager? Karen Sour. Um which, you know, Yep, Karen's in the guys. Makes perfect sense. Uh,
1: It's uh, goofy. A lot of companies do do goofy things. Yeah, yeah, it's a
2: goofy, it's riffing on things. Karen is Mm. sour. I get it. Like, cool. (laughs) And then there was a
1: backlash, which,
2: um, (laughs) sure, you expect. And Calgary is the conservative capital of Canada. So you're thinking, okay, okay, the backlash is stop making fun of Karens. You know, this is some sort of racist weird thing. Blah blah blah. Like that's the that's the reading you would do when you hear Calgary is backlashing on Karen, but actually, um, people people complained from the mm-hmm. left that you shouldn't have a beer that um, like praised elevated etc. The Karen persona, because that's racist. Karens usually do Karens do racist things, so having a beer that celebrates Karens is racist,
1: and you should know better. Um, And I I think it was was less that it was more. Oh, the stance that the company seems to be taking, and therefore people will take that reaction to it.
2: Well, I I mean, so that's how I read it. Well, so the problem is like. People said, like, there was a couple of big tweets that were basically, um, hey, you shouldn't be elevating Karens. They're bad. They do bad things. They do racist things. Mm-hmm. And then the response from the brewery is, oh, we totally fucked up. We didn't have the nuance in, in mind. Uh, now that you've pointed this out, yeah, we're pulling all this. People have paid for these beers, but we're just not going to ship them. Oh,
1: yeah. You see, you see where I'm coming from at this from is like remember the brew dog like pink thing mm,
3: yeah it was
1: like trying to be like um, elevating women in the space um, that on it's own just saying oh yeah this is a pink beer like oh you know playing on the fact there's not many women in craft beer yeah. and stuff like that but you're trying to do something towards it it's then the breweries not their initial pitch for it which is problematic, not
2: well, so, exactly, so, not
1: not totally what they're actually doing. It because when I saw that a bit, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, Karen, that's funny." Okay. it was when I saw what the brewer put on their Instagram. Um, which which one? Y- Sorry,
2: there's a couple posts that I've got. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll I'll get it up and I'll read it. Actually, mm. so so
2: what? Mm. If you if you don't mind grabbing that, I'm gonna read yeah. the so the YYC dot not for black lives um instagram said had a lengthy post that said uh you can't be serious at common crown brew shame on you how tone deaf could you be how is this okay in any way to celebrate karen who portrays white women who practice their privilege on a daily basis someone who feels entitled because of their white skin there have been numerous videos to show karen being racist saying racist thirst calling the police for no reason, playing victim, even pulling guns on black people, doing, and doing nothing, some, and so much, and so much hateful and necessary crimes. Not only have you failed to mention anything about Black Lives Matters, but this is what you come up with. We need answers immediately because it's beyond disgusting. What do you all think? Because we just, we are just repulsed by at Common Crime Brew, promoting off, promoting off of a word that has negative connotations because of our race, racist women. This ain't it, period. So this was the main tweet that got hundreds of likes. That it seems um, Common Crown responded to, and I have thoughts on that. But I think maybe I've missed the tweet or the Instagram thing that you were saying, Lucy. Yeah. So I'd like you to could, just read that could, out now.
1: I'm looking for it because that yeah. was what was most shocking to me. Because um, let me see if I can. As break. I say, like an- anything can be taken out of context. Are yeah. you done with their apology? No, no, the 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 original how they, uh, oh, how they advertised it. it. Yeah, that's what was surprising to me. Hold on, I'm trying to. I have no idea where it is, but <laughs> because I, as I said, anything can be taken out of context, mm-hmm. and they're obviously poking fun at it because it's like, oh, this is a sour beer. Karen is sour for many reasons, whatever they may be. Oh, that's but
2: deleted off their main page.
1: Yeah, so I mean, yes. What, what here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It says um, there that, that's the um, post. It's basically a woman holding the can. Yeah. Um, and from Common Brew, Common Crown Brew, it says, "Can we speak to the manager?" Uh, all in caps. Question mark. You've been asking, and we've been listening. Introducing our first sour beer. Named for the ones in our lives who aren't afraid to step up and ask for what they want. Ooh. The Karen... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, the this Car-
2: changes a lot. Sorry. can, can yeah, you speak. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. The, the Karen's cherry sour features moderately tart notes and sweet cherry undertones. Uh, who cares about that? And it's perfect trip to drink and sit back with. Celebrate Karen with us today. Oh, Available wow. on Project Beer onto, mm. yeah, and all that.
2: I definitely missed this. Yeah, so I thought it <laughs> yeah. was an overreaction because... Yeah, it, it, God damn, oh, man, my brain is hurting. <laughs> so, calling it the Karen Sour seems to be like a woke thing of being like, Karens are sour for no reason. Fuck them. Yeah. And I thought that was a thing, and then people got out of hand about mm. Karens, and then they were like, "Well, I guess we should retract it." Boy, was I wrong. If the original post was Karen
3: Karen's should suck. be sour,
2: and she's sour mm. because the world is broken. We should celebrate Karen. Go fucking die in a fire, Common Crown Brewery. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so sad. I missed I didn't see that post. <laughs> Thank you for finding this, Lucy, because <laughs> like you've literally one eighty'd me. Because I thought yeah. originally I thought it was gonna be uh, like a a little bit like a, I, I was worried maybe this was political correctness gone mad type thing. Like mm. someone did complained and they backed away because like. But I was being sane, right? Like, I was being sane and thinking the reason why you call your sour beer a Karen is because you know Karens are toxic, and mm-hmm. sour is kind of, like, yeah. suboptimal in most people's frame and of mind. And
1: maybe that was the exact intention, but, but that post...
2: But that post doesn't yeah. say that's a, the intention, that's yeah. the thing. Like, that in, post says... Yeah.
1: In or out of context, that post is bad. Yeah, that you post know? is awful, Yeah. yeah yes and, and it it's might asian. and you're right like
2: it might have been that the brewers and the company were like yes and then the social mm-hmm. media person was like this is how i will sell this thing and getting the entire tone <laughs> God, wrong. can you imagine
1: that's totally a drain, right? like that's possible but i'm not giving the benefit of the I mean. doubt to
2: anyone right. in this day and age for that like no someone needed oversight even if that was one person misconstruing your like woke stance because again mm-hmm. without anything by the person I would think this was a woke move to call a sour Mm -hmm. beer a Karen. Mm
3: -hmm. I
2: might be wrong, though. And, like, that post says I was wrong, and it needs a lot of work. God damn.
1: Yeah, because I thought it would just be like, you know, if you're pitching a beer like this, it's like, okay, Karen's in more words than that. But it's like, okay, we're going to donate, you know, all our... all all proceeds to, I don't know Black Lives Matter movement or something even if they didn't do that, they would just say racism is bad, (laughs) it's tough but, you know, here we are poking fun at the Karens of the world and (laughs) then it would just be like, okay cool, this is a goofy thing, you know we won't it's completely separate to oh, you're profiting on um, this, you know whatever this is Mm -hmm. even if you are doing it with good intentions that aside, that post just reads. It, it's just the part when he said, names for the ones in our lives who aren't afraid to step up. Yeah, that, that's that part is want. just
2: go fuck, move.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, screw you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Nope, I take it back. <coughs> I, I mean, I, I started the segment with oh, this is kind of surprising because Calgary's the conservative capital of Canada and this is a modicum of wokeness. Nope, it's wrong.
1: There's there's layers to this, Adil, because I was on your site, because I just quickly glanced at it, and I was like, they're they're obviously poking fun at the Karens, but then when you read into that, and you read into the subtext, and you look at the can, and it's this very glamorous-looking woman, it looks like one of those... 50s posters where it's like, oh yeah, you're the wife, you can iron and cook, and you're great for your husband. That kind of like propaganda like looking kind of crap. Oh, look, a new
0: Hoover. What a wonderful
1: (laughs) present. (laughs) Very much, you know, trying to glamorize the Karen. And she's like, no. They're definitely the type who are like, oh
2: yeah, the latest doctor? Yeah, she's a Dr. Hoover. (laughs) Oh,
3: no. I regret
2: everything about my life and everything.
1: (laughs) No, Adil, thank you for bringing it to our attention. Cause mm. it's, it's um, yeah, so I thing.
2: honestly thought this was a, a different thing, so I'm really glad that you found that post. Because
1: mm. I was with you, I was like, oh, these people might be overacting just a tad. And then I saw that and I was like, oh, oh wait, no, this person is absolutely justified in
0: that uh, criticism. It, it, it seems as well that um, without having that context that you kind of give it, gave us at the start, at all about calgary being kind of like the conservative capital this being a brewery in calgary i can i can see why they've m- taken or, or that is the message that they put across like well you know 99 percent of our stock is sold in calgary uh this is our main demographic the the audience here is this way inclined. So actually this may play quite well with the with the wider audience that we're selling to. Uh but it's I mean,
2: but I having said that, like craft well, I know I'm i was gonna say i'm basing this on um people i know in calgary who are woke who also like craft beer rather than (laughs) craft beer people are all woke i was gonna say yeah "Yeah, yeah, but the craft beer people in in calgary are woke i'm like no no the people i know in calgary Mm. are woke and happen to like craft beer because there are woke people in calgary i know who don't like craft beer (laughs) because i only really give a shit about woke people this is this is it's a confirmation bias, yeah,
0: and it, 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 but again, it's it's one of those that we you know we don't know the political stance of everyone who made this beer, of everyone who was kind of involved in this. We don't know the the, the stance behind it originally or the origins of kind of the name. Uh, we only know what has been presented to us through social media. So um, there's lots that you can kind of read into that. Whether it is a marketing thing to do with their local demographic. Whether it is because it's how they feel uh, you know mm. maybe not just a social media person but as a brewery as people that work for them as head brewers, you know we, we, we can kind of speculate a little bit about that but it, it's kind of on a broader sense, it's interesting that um, you know if this had been a, if this had been a fuck Karen beer, would there have been a backlash against that from the other side from the right? From there, or, or from a, a kind of a base in Calgary that may be a little bit more conservative. You know, obviously, we, the three of us, think very similarly in terms of our kind of uh, political leanings. So, um, you know, suddenly with that extra information, we're kind of like, no, nah, fuck this brewery. What a fucking stupid <laughs> move. Don't be dicks. Uh, yeah. But there must be a, another, you know, another three people out there. Talking about this
1: being like, I can't believe they had to cancel their beer. Oh, yeah. this is and that's a crap thing about it, you know, because it, it that post that original post I don't know if they've taken it down. Um, luckily, the person who was complaining about it screenshotted it mm. and stuff like that, but yeah, it, 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 they could easily take that out and it could be judged as oh, people are overreacting. And it's like, no, 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 no you yeah. don't have the whole picture, yeah, yeah. So- and that could have easily been a message controlled by the brewery by pulling that down. Yes. And not showing that. But yeah. it, it, it just reminds me of like um, uh, the Yellow Belly beer. Is it Buxton and Omni Yes. Yeah, yeah. That beer is in a like KKK outfit. Mm. You know, it's got the, the, the white paper and yeah. you know. And cut the eyes. Eye yeah. holes. <laughs> and it's like, but they say it's like we're against racism. Yeah. Like, and regardless okay they get a pass I guess but it's like just make your intentions clear and clarify it and I think as you say given benefit of the doubt that it was like oh, marketing versus the brewing team versus social media community manager or whatever a lot's gone wrong there and Mm it points to me that it is they weren't doing the right thing Yeah, (laughs) and they were doing it they weren't pushing the message that they should have been pushing
3: yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah. it, it, that does again speak to the kind of the wider movement going on, at least in kind of gaming at the moment as well, uh, with lots of issues um, in terms of power you dynamics and, uh, and and an abuse of power, uh, lots of underhand shit going on as well, uh, just in terms of harassment and, uh, and stuff of uh, like employees for big companies. it it, it is definitely a time and I think that that that, that post kind of calling this out is kind of right on the money that this is it's a time in the world where shit like this cannot be kind of um, put out there irrelevant of which kind of way that you lean Uh, you need to read not the room but the whole fucking world at the moment (laughs) and actually take stock of who you have working for you what kind of messaging you want to be putting out there? how you can protect the people uh, you know that the other people that work for you, and actually getting into uh, rooting out any kind of issues that you that you might have and thinking it, it, you know this brewery may not have any actual issues there, but just fucking think about it. I just yeah. think this is not the message that we should be pushing at the mm-hmm. moment um, yeah. and it, it's kind of a small point in a much bigger conversation uh, and and quite a it, you know it's not that big of a an issue really they've pulled it now mm-hmm. you know whether they've realized a the mistake or and they've and they've thought about it versus just saying Mm, people didn't like this let's yeah. let's take yeah. it away hopefully it's uh, a moment for them to kind of reflect and think this we shouldn't have you know we shouldn't have pushed this message let's rethink what we're kind of doing here in terms of our marketing mm. and all of that sort of stuff and it'd be interesting to delve into other beers that they've released and kind of see what the marketing around that is yeah um, and again on a much wider um, kind of conversation it's been only maybe the last 18 months that more people have got behind the idea that um, you know derogatory and sexist branding beer names uh, pump badges uh, labels and branding isn't acceptable mm-hmm. anymore um, and has been kind of being is being pushed um, kind of across craft mm-hmm. beer uh, especially in the UK I don't know about sort of the, the US and stuff but definitely from the people that kind of like the, that we follow in. In the UK craft beer scene, that is definitely a, a turning tide. Um, yeah. But on a on a world stage, I don't. I don't. And you know what know, the funny thing but is? It's, it's like it's something that kind of needs to just push.
1: Yeah, you know what the funny thing is? It's like, there's just no need for it. Like at the end of the day, yeah. Like, yeah as you're yeah. saying, like the, the 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 you know branding with like very scantily clad women or whatever. It's like you. Removing that brings in a bigger audience, which means it's better for your bottom line at the end of the day. <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, these two people who would complain about it, if they never bought you beer again, that's... you got to balance these things, and biz- yeah. all businesses care at the end of the day is their bottom line, how Absolutely. much money they get in. So it's like, why wouldn't you just... make everything more open to more people? Mm. This, it boggles my mind. But, yeah, I- let, shall we end on something funny? Yeah. Mm, on a joke. Oh. Um. I. I was just. Uh. I, I can't remember what I was reading, but when I saw that, like, um, CD Projekt Red are like now the biggest developer in Europe. Right. And they overtook Ubisoft. Mm. I was like, Yeah, probably because there's gonna be like ten people left at Ubisoft yeah. <laughs> in like a week. <laughs> everyone will have resigned oh they're
0: draining Ubisoft do seem to be draining the swamp Um, apart from Yves apart from Yves Gilmour I mean how can you run no
1: he's untouchable how can
0: you run a company and not know this shit's going on like how how? how's that possible yeah
1: he seems so innocent maybe he didn't (laughs) I don't know It's, it's but I'm glad that they're shaking things up
0: yeah Absolutely, it yeah. leans it leans quite well into something I was going to touch on this evening, but we may return to it later. Maybe we'll have something mm. a little bit lighter to talk about <laughs> for the next like, half an hour or something. Um, how are we all doing for beers? How are we going?
1: I can do it for another one. Yeah, let's let, let's crack another beer. Let's crack another
0: uh, Adel, you look ready. What have you got next?
2: Uh, I've got the Fallenhoven and Company Extra Stout from the Vrarae, Poisset, and Kater in Amsterdam. It's a 7.1% extra stout. Uh, All of the text is in Dutch, so I will Hmm. save everyone my pronunciation of Dutch. (laughs) You're going to have to say um... it has ingredients like (laughs) malted barley and malted (laughs) wheat and hops, sugar, salt, and yeast. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's another classic... Sort of Dutch, uh, brewery, small brewery, uh, beer, uh, but it's an extra stout, and it is. So the last beer was what, three point five percent. What do you think of the extra stouts? ABV is
0: mm. ten
1: point five percent. Oh, no, I was going to
0: go, I was gonna go uh, high <laughs> because of the extra. Yeah, uh, yeah but again,
1: it's, eight. it's still Dutch. Oh. 16 <laughs> percent. Oh, this is fun. No,
2: no, it's point it, it, one. Okay. Yeah, so 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 it's it's, it's, it's strongish for a stout, mm. right? But still, like again, the Dutch like their beers a little weak. Sure mm. Wrong term, but like just low ABV. So seven percent is quite strong for a Dutch beer. Mm. Um, before I pour it, I'm going to rinse my glass. Sure. Maybe use the loo while you guys do your thing. Cool. Lucy. Yes. What are you going to drink?
1: I have a beer from Brouillon. Oh, nice. Mm, it's not the Gallagher. It is Big Eagle 2020, oh. which is a West Coast IPA, 7.1%. Because I think. Um, Pretty sure when I was looking at beers, and I was like, I, know, I fancy a brew york beer. Mm-hmm. I think Gallagher might have been the other one um, that was available. Um, or something soon, it might have been three or four brew yorks. Yeah. Anyway. Big Eagle was first brewed back in May 2016 as a hoppy American Pale, and it gained rave reviews yet... Hmm. What? Oh, as. Sorry. At, let me start again. <laughs> Big Eagle was first brewed in May 2016 as a hoppy um, American pale and it gained rave reviews. No, no, this is this is this this needs punctuation. It does. Yes. That's why. I've had this yeah, beer. It does need punctuation. Yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. comma yet after 3 years it was retired in favor of Never of, of sorry, new and newer exciting beers. I'm butchering this, so sorry, real. <laughs> um, basically, it's now 2020, fourth birthday. Resurrected the eagle, gave it extra hops, more oomph, and bigger flavor. Yeah, hops are CTZ T19 Cryo Centennial Equinot Simcoe. Malts are pale crystal 150 dextrin torrified wheat and assiduated malt yeah i'm on the little spider web this is mostly hop um mostly hops and mm-hmm. fairly bitter so yeah nice yeah i did. i i took all that time butchering brew york's um <laughs> flavor text so <coughs> you're good you didn't miss much
0: well that's it i mean it's good because the beer i've got has got no flavor text uh, I'm going to drink uh, Touch Sensitive from North Brewing Company, which is a double IPA, at 8.5%. It has got in it water, barley, oats, hops, which is citra and a Cuanot, and yeast. And that's
3: everything
2: mm. on the back of their can.
0: But
3: it's a lovely, it's a lovely mm. can.
1: Yeah, I could do it for North. It's, oh,
2: I like that, 10. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. North always, yeah. always
2: nail it with their tins. So
0: we'll come back to you, Adam. Right. Have you poured? You, you're all cleaned and poured.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the pour was a little quick, so it, like you can see that this, um, mm,
3: mine was this also stout bad, so. is like
2: <laughs> quite heady. I mean, but also, I mean, I think it's worth looking at. Like, this is quite a structured head. Uh, beautiful. It, it's beautiful. It's it's yeah, it is gorgeous. It's kind of washed out with the strong light I've got on on my left, but it is. Not going in a any, away anytime soon. It's really, really like just like I said, a structured head. Yeah. Um, the nose, just even like from a couple inches away, gives you the like a strong, sweet maltiness. Um, sorry, there's just something else that I'm trying to pinpoint. But I can't quite place. But it's just a, it's it's a really strong, um, slightly sweet maltiness. Again, I think that's from the malts. And again, this the higher ABV. Uh, we're still a thick head, so I'm just gonna power through.
0: <laughs> Get it all over your beard.
2: Uh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's rich. So yeah that maltiness again that's bordering on sickly sweetness but not quite is there but you've got um i see what's called an extra stout because you have those like stouty uh, uh, overtones in in spades like it's it dries your mouth out it's bitter it, you it starts with those sort of sweet malty notes and then it's just like nope you're you're having a stout, motherfucker. Like it's just like, cuts to the chase. It's like no, this is what's going on. It's really tasty. It's got good depth on those stouty notes. Like you have this, um, slight like this burnt um, maltiness, and coupled with this slightly sweetness that's coming with the alcohol in the beginning. But at, by the end, it's just like i'm a little dried out and i feel like i've had like a burnt toffee like like someone who's tried to make homemade toffee and sort of fucked it up but not really like it's not super burnt but it's like Mm. you were doing this and you didn't quite get there and there's a burnt overtone um and again but with that there's just depth to all those tastes so it's not like I've got that slight sweetness from the alcohol and that maltiness and now I've just got this brightness. They're all like really well melded together. This is something that I could easily like take small sips and be like, yep, I'm seeing all those notes one at a time. I like them, Mm -hmm. but also I can get all those with big sips. So we'll see how the night treats me. But this is, (laughs) this is really excellent. This is exactly what I want from a 7% stout. Like it does all the multi sweet things well. Uh, and in a way that doesn't, like, that doesn't dictate whether I need to drink it quickly or slowly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have that, like, oh, wow, this is so intense, I need to just, like, take a pause, or it dries me out, or it's so bitter that I need to just keep quenching. And this is, like, the ball's still in my court. Like, this mm-hmm. is doing that very sort of in your face, extra stouty thing with the back burner of some sort of, alcohol, sweetness and maltiness but ultimately if I didn't take a sip for another couple of minutes I still have that sort of burnt, lingering, malty aftertaste mm. but if I wanted I could have that kind of in spades and I might choose to do that and it's kind of up to me it's just um, sweet and alcoholy enough without drawing my mouth out that it's like my choice whether I want more of that nice <laughs> Which is harder to do on an extra step, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, very much. Yeah. Good. good. Sounds amazing. I think.
1: Yeah, the the, the head alone sold me yeah. like, on that. Right. It's just, it's so rich and <clears throat> good. I think
0: I have got a beer fifty two box on the way because oh. because I didn't cancel my beer fifty two box subscription. Yeah, I kind I mean, of don't it what on hold. To <laughs> And this is the first month they're sending me one. I don't know whether it's the, the the same box, but if it is, I'd be very very pleased. Yeah, uh, just for the beer that you're having now.
2: I mean, to, yeah, the the fact that there's like four or five more Amsterdam Dutch brewer, uh, mm. brews is like ah oh, yeah this. So we sort of go vacillate on beer fifty two, but like this seems like one of those months where like yeah it's slam dunk. Yeah, like, I've mm, had nice. two. Uh, from breweries i'm aware of and one i'm a big fan of and it's like right yeah this is exactly what i want and there's like six more (laughs) cool i'll (laughs) learn more about dutch beers and some of them might not be great but like i'm already sold on like the quality level is here
1: yeah to be honest as these were my last two beers um I could do it for box <laughs> uh.
2: just that
0: backup box I mean that that, that it's perfect, yeah, perfect too uh, any is. subscription box service is perfect just mm-hmm. as those backup beers isn't it mm-hmm. mm. so Lucy how no. is the mm. um the big eagle
1: it's uh tamed itself um yeah it's very deep mm. amber um almost looks like a red ale uh it's slightly hazy, but it's, it's still it's still a bit clear. It does look very nice now that the head's settled. Um
0: I do like the th- that mm. colour differentiation is really nice as well. That deep sort of yeah. red amber brown yeah. liquid with and that like just crisp white head.
3: Yeah. Mm.
1: It's not even slightly off white, it is just white as yeah. yeah. Not really getting much other than like a bit of malt on the on the aroma. Mm. Slight bit of fruit. Um Yeah, you have to like really get your nose in the glass to uh, be able to smell it. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, this is I just had a look at the can again. West Coast IPA yeah that makes a lot more sense. Mm. More than East Coast or New England. Ooh it just it's got that nice bitterness. Nice bitterness at the end. Nice lingering bitterness but start of the flavor it's not it's not as punchy as I'd probably want. It's not as fruity. Mm. It's very it's mostly malty and a bit of a bit, a bit metallic taste okay. at the start. It's not got that like horrible metallic taste that like some cheap like lagers do so it's, mm. it's not quite that it's, it's got it's got that nice earthiness to it that's a, that nice bitter earthiness that I really like mm. at the end
0: I remember similar things I don't remember the metallic d- d- hint to it yeah. I definitely remember everything else that you're saying i think this this is one of those beers that uh is on my best of Mm. Beers this year list.
1: I don't know if I'd rate it that high, mm-hmm. but I really, I really enjoy that like really earthy, like really mm. heavy bitterness that you don't really get a lot. And that is like that West Coast style. They usually have a like a good balance between fruitiness yeah. and then yes, you're still getting that bitterness at the end. Um, it doesn't shy away from that. But this is um, I'm definitely getting that bit earthiness, and that alone to for me. Is elevating it. Um, I don't even need like a good initial taste when the lingering bitterness and earthiness is there. Um, I think maybe the metallicness. Maybe that's just maybe I was confl- conflating that with like earthiness mm. and a bit of maltiness. I don't know, but as I say, it's not a, it's not a bad thing, even though it's mostly construed as a bad thing. But
3: mm.
1: it, it's quite smooth. It's not. Um, this isn't carbonated at all. Like not in a bad way, but like it, it's it's not got that fizz. It's not got a lot of hoppiness for me. It's quite smooth, but I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a solid bit. I can see why it's in your, you know, best of the best mm-hmm. for the year. Because yeah, I, I I miss beers that, <laughs> that have that, that are unapolog- unapologetically like bitter and earthy and have that like really grounded taste to them. But um, yeah, this is definitely doing that. 7.1%, like... I think I can definitely taste the alcohol in it, but that's Mm -hmm. not going to stop me from drinking it very quickly. Yes, yeah.
0: I I, I think very similar things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think when I had it, it just hit a very good uh, note with me. Um, Mm. And that earthiness was really something really uh really good about it definitely
1: yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: really really good 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 so
0: um touch sensitive from north brewing Company um it's it's an interesting bit so it has a really light nose really light mm. and it's kind of It's got that little bit of those kind of slightly more bitter, slightly stewed tropical fruits about it, but with this hint of sweetness in there as well. And I can't, on the nose at least, pick out whether it's kind of uh, a combination of something like pineapple, where you can have that sweetness, but you can also have that kind of bitterness to it as well. Mm. Um, It's very, very kind of thick. It's not quite custard. But it's sort of um, it's getting there. So I it's got maybe, some viscousness, Is that what you're
2: trying to say? It saying? has got a little
0: bit of viscosity to it. Not not a huge amount, but a little bit. And I think just keeping it from being um, too viscous, it does have a little bit of carbonation in there as well. So it's another beer which hits you with that lovely, lovely piney bitterness but it has all of these other kind of fruity layers to it as well so there's a little bit of pineapple in there there's maybe a little bit of sweetness from something like passion fruit uh, a little bit of mango uh, not mango so a little bit of melon as well a little bit of bitterness from some mm. melon in there uh, but it's it's kind of it's almost layered so yeah. hmm. you can you can pick out all of these different things going on and i think unlike the brew york uh which I had first, which was like, here is the flavour, now it starts to unpack itself. Here, this one, presents itself all quite quickly to you, but they're all quite distinct and quite easy to sort of pick out. There's a little bit of sweetness here, okay, there's a little bit of a bitter sort of stewed fruit going on here. There's there's a lovely bitterness, a lovely piney note to it as well. And it works very, very well. With that viscosity, with that slight, crisp carbonation it's got to it as well makes it a really interesting mouthfeel too uh, it's mm. not just thick it's kind of thick with a crispy, bubbly nature to it, which is interesting
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think the hops were uh, citra and acuanot getting a lot of the acuanot through Okay. the citra maybe just giving a little bit more sweetness perhaps Maybe just balancing out that acuity from it just being you know that that danker, a uh, 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 bitter sort of beer.
3: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Have I put all of this into my glass yet? Because I'm going to drink this amazingly quickly <laughs> for such a for such a thick, big beer. It yeah. it goes down very very easily, and uh, the the Gallagher had um that piney bitterness to it, which lingered and lingered and lingered. This does have a piney bitterness to it, but it it everything kind of shifts quite quickly
3: yeah.
0: uh, and I'm I'm reaching for it because I have been dried out but also because the flavours work very well and I want to reach for it. Yeah.
1: That sounds all Good promising.
0: Mm. All around, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Right, back to chats off of the beers that we're drinking. Lucy. Mm. I've got a few things to talk about. What do you want to chat this week?
1: Uh, some indies, shock, shock, yeah. horror, surprise. <laughs> uh, a few uh, codes rolled into my inbox. Um, nice. First, I want to talk about uh, George Bachelor. Who, Adil, you played Far From Noise? Did you? Want yes. To? Yes. you uh, Very though. philosophical. surprising <gasps> <laughs> 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 Oh, sir. Yeah. But um. Yeah, George Bachelard, who's who started working for State of Play, who made, I know you've played Kami, uh, a deal. Um, and, you know, the folding paper game. Mm, yeah.
2: It's yeah. great. And, I uh, mean, it's New great, but also, like I was that, not yeah. good. It's one of the few puzzle games <laughs> where there was, like, so... Um, hmm. You didn't need to pass all the levels to, like, go to the next tier. Um, but there, like, my completion is brain was like no no you you can figure this out and like it it was like alphabetical so it was like tier a tier b tier c and on tier c it was like there's just one that i was just like nope i don't i don't fucking know how to do this perfectly and like there's ways of passing it with like silver which is like you didn't Mm -hmm. you didn't you got through it with two extra moves or one extra move from the optimum and i just stared at it it was like no i i need to figure this out I need to fucking i can do this I, like the gold version is like two two moves and i just i fucking couldn't and my brain is really bad for this type of game where uh like, and i played this the like further levels but my brain was just like no like Finish you level C before yeah. getting to E. Mm-hmm. Even though you've unlocked D and then you have did enough on D that you unlocked E. It was like, no, figure out what you did wrong with C. And it was like, I can't. I just, I don't know how to do this better. Mm. And that's why, that's I quit why you that go on game.
1: YouTube and look at a walkthrough, uh, I, which is what I, I had to do for Yeah. Levels. And I,
2: I, I really envy you for like not having any guilt about that.
1: No, why would you? Sometimes, no, it's, usually don't, I no. look at like the first two moves.
3: Well, yeah, and movie. it's always an something dumb. And
2: it's just, uh, <laughs> that was the game where it was like, for some reason, like, my obstinance was like, you should be able to figure out, like, it's so early in the game. Like, this one you should figure out. And then it's like, no, it can't. So then I progressed further along later, and then it, but I kept coming back to that puzzle that just ruined me And I think it proved to me exactly what Lucy's saying is stop putting your, like, self-worth or anything, like, anything large on some shitty puzzle. Just like, yeah, you didn't get it. Cool. Either do a walkthrough or just move on. (laughs) The worst part is, like, I didn't need to do that puzzle to go further in the game. But my brain was like, you didn't get a gold on that one. You got a gold on, like, everything before that and everything you've done since – but this one puzzle you haven't figured out gold. so maybe you should just stare at it for more time. And then you hate this game, and then you stop playing. Yeah.
0: Can tell it's stuck with you.
2: Yeah, yeah it was yeah. real bad. <laughs> Lucy, anyway, so, What's this state new of play? Develop developer?
1: <laughs> yeah, state of play. Yeah, they make really fun games. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kami, me 2, to City, which is like a paper craft. I don't know why I'm talking so much about this developer. Um... Inks is the name of that paintball like paintball pinball game. Anyway, um, yes, he started working for State of Play and this is one of his side projects. Um, mm. It's called Bird Alone. Um, and ideally, you're, you're talking to a, an animal. It's not quite a... Was it a moose in the first one? Or a deer in, the, in Far From Noise. This is a parrot. But what oh, yeah. I didn't realise is that it's like more of a more of a wellness app than a game. It's sort of, um... You have this parrot who's very, like, wide-eyed and optimistic, yet just says, like, some really deep and thoughtful things every now and then. Um, and you check in with him, like, a couple couple times a day, um, and he just... I think you can make music and write poetry and... I don't know how long I'll I'll stick with it, because... Mm. But I think it is very good, just as, like, um oh, you can get notifications on your phone, like, oh, he's ready to say something and just check in with it once a day, and it's, you know, got, like, some uplifting quotes and stuff like that, and it's, um... It's perfect for, you know, these times uh, that we live in currently, like... If you just need, like, a little pick-me-up now and then. But, um... Yeah, it's less of a game. It's not a... You're continuously talking, like, philosophy to this deer. It's, oh, this very... You know upbeat parrot he starts off by saying you know can we be friends and it's like no we're actually best friends so it's like he's very he's very, he's very straight in light-hearted yeah. yeah straight in he doesn't mess about that parrot i named him jasper i don't nice. know why because i thought i thought someone would name a parrot jasper um but yeah it, it's it's really colorful it's got that very even though it's a side project it's very state of play like really really colorful a lot of primary colors used in it um art style, and it's got this nice tilt-shift effect. Um, but yeah, it's, I'll, I'll stick with it a bit longer. Um, I've only played it for a few days, and he's not said much. Um, Jasper, as he says, is a slow thinker, so okay. have to wait mm. until he says a bit more, so I might mm. check in with that mm. like, later.
0: Just having a quick look, it appears to be yeah. iOS only. Was this
1: through Apple Arcade? <sighs> no, no, okay. it's not Apple Arcade. Yeah. ah. Oh. That thing where you Android boys, yeah. um have to wait a bit longer, but yeah, oh, yes. wait to end. 10. The Steam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 it it's a weird one, I wouldn't exactly call it well, what is a game, everything's a game it, it mm. does gamify something, so but yeah, it's definitely more of a wellness app than sure. a game in my opinion, but uh that's one game, another game that came across my way was. <laughs> game called the great perhaps which i still don't know what that title means i i was drawn to it because it's like it's got kind of a like a art style that was very reminiscent of like valiant hearts Ooh, um, nice yeah not not quite as striking mm. um in that ubi art engine i wish they made more of those games but there you go but as it's got that kind of look to it mm-hmm. um and I think the look of it is probably the best thing about it. Unfortunately, oh, okay. um, it's a two D like puzzle platformer, just like Valiant Hearts was. But it's very much in the in the vein of like, oh, we're going to put a few interact- interactable things um, interspersed in the environment, and it's just a case of like trial and error. Yeah. There's not a lot right. of thought going into the actual solving of the puzzles and stuff like that. So that was a disappointment. Yeah. Um the story you could tell like that it has voice acting, but you can tell it's very on a budget, very much so. And the story's about this this guy and he um he's basically this he's coming from some unknown place in space and he looks down on Earth and Earth is like ravaged. Yeah. Um I think where they missed a trip because this whole game is like um changing between two different timelines. Mhm. So you've got like this lantern and after you know you can switch in between the past and the future. It's very much um I think we talked about is it called Silent Age like a couple of weeks ago which Adil found that he's he's got in his steam library and has, has never played but you know what's <laughs> Watch that no that uh, <laughs> be me <mean. laughs>
2: I actually so, recall yeah. mm. this entry in my Steam library, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I still haven't played.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: because that had a really cool like time shifting mechanic. You're solving puzzles um, by manipulating time. Mm. The Great perhaps has that. It just doesn't have the you know good enough puzzles to back it up. Sure. Um, nah, this is, so I but, think that's a bit yeah. of a mistrick. Mm. Um, I like this it's a little it's only it's really short. It's like yeah, I mean, it's only something about an hour and a half. I mean it's um, something and I played it on Switch so that was a relaxing time. But um yeah, some of the the controls weren't that great and some of the a bit clunky and there was like some time sensitive puzzles so it's like uh it's with you know, right. clunk mostly clunky controls, yeah. isn't that great. Um You wanna move yeah, away from that sort of shit like,
0: if um the, the we played earlier the devolver land mm. expo didn't have many puzzles in apart from shoot button on the side <laughs> which you pointed out lucy i think had any of that been timed that would have just been a massive put off yeah uh timing mechanics in puzzles are just i mean not egregious but they, they they have a special place it, it, in yeah. hell that just <laughs>
1: that just ruins. It depends you. how well they're done, yeah, and how good responsive the controls mm. are, the checkpointing. Yes. Checkpointing in this game is good to be fair, so yeah. Um, it's more trial and error than actually having to you know, use use thought and you know, deduction and stuff yeah. like that. So Yeah. Um, the probably the most interesting game I played Um, Not interesting as a game, but interesting as a game preservation um, standpoint, is a game that's called Ultracore, which was originally called Hardcore. Right. Let me read the Wikipedia entry. Okay, so, Ultracore, originally known as Hardcore, run-and-gun game developed by Digital Illusions. It was originally... Due to be released for the Amiga, Sega Genesis and Sega CD platforms. Uh, but the game was cancelled by its publisher, uh, Psygnosis, in 1994, after it was apparently like 99% p- finished. Ooh. Um, mm. I
0: don't think Psygnosis lasted that much longer after that date. It really
1: didn't. Let me quickly go to that Wikipedia page. Found in 84... No, they went for 30, Jesus, 36 years till 2012.
0: Did they really?
1: Yeah, I wow. else they published.
0: I just always uh, remember the little owl.
1: Yes, mm. yeah, it's exactly that an owl. Um, Do they publish Zool? Yeah. Games. When was Zool? Oh, wait, they're in alphabetical order. That's much easier. It's right at the end. No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> they published Zombieville. Oh, they published Shadow of the Beast. Wipeout?
0: Oh, it is Wipeout, they yes They published
1: all the Wipeouts. Yes. Yeah. Mickey's Wild Adventure. Lemmings. Quite a few Zool Lemmings was games. by
0: Gremlin. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, Gremlin yeah, graphics. 36 years. A Bug's Life on PlayStation. I remember that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, (laughs) ultra core or hardcore as it was about them, yeah. So so they cancelled it when it was like ninety nine percent done. I think this game basically this got picked up by um, strictly limited games, Mm. Um, and I think they did a. uh, Actually, it says here on the Wikipedia, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, they they published it. uh, They published it. um, Mega S G, um, which is the uh FPGA uh console. Mm. Um so it's on cards but it it came to Switch and I think it's going to PlayStation four. Okay. And it says Vita as well, Jesus. <laughs> I mean it may come. <laughs> At to some be, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's coming. But yeah, I, I played it on Switch. But it is very much that kind of like sixteen bit um you know, it kind of kind of reminds me aesthetically um, of like I don't know, like Alien Free or something like that. Mm. Like very like bio mechanical looking enemies, like these robots and stuff like that. Yeah. And you, it's basically like Contra, like Contra hardcore, let's say. Sure. Not not as n- nowhere near as flashy or colorful because well, I played a few levels and. It's very much like all that those browns and greys mm. and dark greens and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's got that, like, kind of bullet helly kind of side-scrolling shooting. It's more open in that you're, you know, looking for key cards. There's, you know, these big sprawling, sprawling for, like, what sprawling would have been in, like, 1994. These large levels where you're having to look for key cards and having to open up doors with, you know, security panels and stuff like that. So it's a bit more open. Um, but, yeah, it is very much that, like, kind of... very much spray kind of gunplay. Mm. You, you pick up different types of weapons. It's like, oh, I've got the spray gun now, or I've got the gun that, you know, shoots bigger lasers. <laughs> it's, it's very much in that vein. Is it, um, is it a, uh, a kind of a game
0: not just in that sense of it's time but also in terms of the controls mm. is it on a 360 arc is it kind of that the 8 point uh, um it's
1: got the hmm. like everything but underneath you but i think that was added to this version i don't think it had like that kind of twin stick um mobility right. in like the original yes. i think they added that yeah uh, so they, they the, uh, so they
0: put in a few quality of life uh points to bring it yeah, up to exce- be able to yes. release some of these new consoles now.
1: Yeah, except that they didn't add in a save function or what? anything like that. and <laughs> So it's like, oh, I, I just wanted to play something else, like the great perhaps. And yeah, I, I either had to go to the end of that level and, you know, finish it. Otherwise, you know, none of my progress would have been saved. And even if you do finish a level, it's like when you... I'm sure when you open it back up, you can't get back to that level. Right. They have, they have, you know, back in the old days, kids, um, we used to have to put in codes when um, <laughs> we wanted to go because we couldn't save back in the day. Yeah, because yeah, because there was in- no way to
2: save state, so all you could do was mm-hmm. tell the program, "Hey, here's a string of sixteen characters that describes exactly yeah. the situation that I was in when I quit." That's called the password. So it'll give yep. you the number of rings, the number of lives, and the character who was there, and the level. Yes,
1: so I have one life to get through, <laughs> through the next couple of levels, because that's what I um Saved on ended kind of with. Head. Yeah, yeah, so... Ugh, it's it's like... I think the game's relatively short, um... But it's like, I, I wish there was just like a save function or, I don't know, level select, or... Rewind mechanic, like in a lot of, um, you know, virtual console games or whatever, you know.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a bit of a mis trick there. So it's like, right. hmm, what are you doing? Like, if you're bringing this to a modern audience, just go all the way. And you've already, yeah, if you've added like actual gameplay, like shooting mechanics to it, then why can't you just add in a save state? But yeah, I think it, it's interesting. It's it's like, oh, this never released, but now it's here now, and it's it, it's. It's good. It's it's you know, we should be doing more of this. I mean this was a cancelled game, but yeah um considering if they said it was like ninety nine percent done, that's a lot. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's that's just like a few few weeks of po well, probably days back in those days, yeah. but like a few days of polish and it would have been released, so it's crazy. Um But yeah, it's 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 very much in that vein of like, yeah. Here are the Sega, you know, Mega Drive Genesis games that Right. Wanna be contra hardcuts, but just nowhere near as cool. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's part of the problem, isn't it, when you are looking at kind of game preservation versus new games versus kind of what has Mm. come in between to try and put something out which Kind of does enough, almost. Mm. Uh, enough a good word, yeah. Yeah, which doesn't kind of just make you think of older games, um, but uh, yeah, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one to, to yeah. kind of not have that the, the sort of the older issues and the the, the connotation of being an older game. Mhm.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's a cool thing that it's like, it, oh, you know, this is a game that is ostensibly a 1994 game. Mm, yeah. And now we can play it. Now we can see whatever the hell this was, you know. But um, in terms of oh, I want to play something like that, I'd, I'd go play Hunt Down, <laughs> you know, which is mm. very much evoking that that era and that style. Yeah. But it's you know much more approachable and they have safe states or blazing chrome or something like that um so i think that this this seems like a very fun i think people there was somebody who absolutely wanted to see this come to life again and it's like oh isn't that a cool thing but i think they could have just done a little bit more to make it as you say a more um more enticing product um from because You either go all the way and just say, here's the game, we're going to release it in this rough state, you know, half of the assets aren't even filled in or whatever, it's got, you know, bugs, it's got Mm. screen tear, you know, anything, whatever, and here you go, we're going to release it on on the web somewhere, there you go, or if we're going to put a bit more effort into it, just, just do a, you know... Level select screen. Well, yeah. I guess
0: it's I guess it's a, uh, mm. a case of uh, of optimization in, in not in a, a game perspective, but more in a business sort of sense. You know, mm. what do we put our time into? What do we think we're going to get back from this? Uh, yeah. what is our kind of our payday versus the amount of effort we're putting into uh, to this? And I would mm. assume something like this. It, whoever owns the not the name. But at least the product, because obviously the name has had yeah. to change for change, some yeah. reason. Uh, whoever owns the code and the product has thought to themselves, "I'll do a few bits, and then we can put this out there." Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: You know, we've gone through certification with Nintendo. <laughs> if you said it's on PlayStation with Sony as well, uh, right. they've must have brought it up to a certain standard. To put it out there, which takes time, which yeah, costs money, so yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one to know where that line is, where that limit is uh, of mm. when you stop and think, right, we have just got to put it out now. I mean, and that's yeah. not that's not even a preservation issue. That's just an issue across all games, yeah. really.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's just weird because a lot a lot of, a lot of um, companies have been releasing games on the switch that are like old games but they definitely have like as you say it is very much the game in its pure essence but they have other features yeah um enveloping that like yeah either go all the way with capcom and like yeah you can rewind we have a rewind feature and stuff like that Mm. or you know like some of the data east games maybe and um Sega Ages and stuff like that. It's like, no, we, Unlimited continues and stuff like that. So
3: Yeah.
1: I uh, just thought it was interesting.
0: Nice, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Good. It's crazy.
3: Mm.
1: Um. I really want to know what the... Re- I, I think one of the reasons that they said that they cancelled it was because, like, oh, would on the precipice of, like, the 32-bit era, this may not sell, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a perfectly competent game. It's one yeah. of those, so... Yeah. yeah, interesting
0: mm. And again, interesting that it was a Sega CD game as well
2: Ah oh, yes, back mm-hmm. in the day
1: <laughs> Crazy, yeah, like, yeah. You
0: know, but um four people mm-hmm. Own Sega CDs, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. But other than that uh, Yeah, I've been playing Metroidvanias In the vein of um, Curse okay. of the Moon 2 Which is great yeah, uh, have very you finished that one yet? No, I'm on the third level. Okay. Um it's very much Curse of the Moon one, but it's got a two on the end and therefore it's <laughs> great. So I can't believe how like the it was announced and then it was like, Yeah, it's out. Yeah, like, zero weeks. fanfare. <laughs> yeah. yep. It's really good. It, it's they've got a good formula there. They can release one of those every year for but the rest it's of It's insane the
0: how long Curse of the Moon took to come out uh, in terms of kind of being a crowdfunded project and all of that sort of stuff. Oh, Ritual of the Night. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly also you're like, good. oh, here's the next one. Have it.
1: <laughs> yeah, a year later. Yeah. yeah, they should just do this on and off for every year until I die. Really <laughs> right.
0: um, you're done. No more games, do you? <laughs> no.
1: Because I went back and also played Metroid Zero Mission on the good old Wii U, mm. which is... It's a remake of the first Metroid, and mm. it is very, 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 very good.
3: A good. So I'm in that video mood.
1: Game. Yeah, I don't want any new video games. I just want the old Metroidvanias. Don't give me that, any of that.
0: and Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, and you're done. No more video <laughs> games <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I
1: mean, you're not wrong. Give me another one of those. Give me a second one of those. A hundred percent. It, it may come.
0: Who knows? No one knows what Nintendo's oh, right, going right. to do in the next th- three months, let alone three years. <laughs> You're um, right.
1: They got that Origami King game. Yeah, that looks alright. I might, I might pick that up at one time. Is that a Paper Mario game?
0: It is. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. I've never played a Paper Mario game. Oh, really? It's too RPG-ish for my liking. <laughs> but it's, but it's got like, but yeah, I do. Ju- I, I, I might check it out. That's it, Lucy. You can are. drop
0: The Witcher three never to return again.
3: <laughs>
1: just I, I've given up again. Sick. Yeah, no, like that game's too long. <laughs> it's it, it's very good, very good stories, but the combat. Yeah. No. I, can, can, I, I no because I turned it up to like medium at one point. And I was like, no, this is still very boring and <laughs> boring. I <mean>, you are <laughs> wrong. I like, am going to put it back down to easy and just. <laughs> I'm not going to throw any. And, and just walk away. I have new creatures. Yeah, and you have all these potions and oils. It's like I don't need any of this, even on medium. You just slash the thing and roll. Yeah. And no, I hear wrong. Adam. Like I hear Adam. Like stomping up my stairs, ready to beat me up for cursing the wizard. He's <laughs> there
0: at the front at your front door already? <laughs> yeah. um, yes. He drove down from Scotland. It's, it, it, it's kind of a. Uh, A good point to launch into, kind of what I wanted to uh, talk about, Mm. Uh, which has kind of run through this whole episode, really, um, from kind of the 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 beer chat to um, to kind of lean back into games and shitty gaming practices, Mm. Um, and I, I, I wrote something last week not deriding gaming companies as such or, or, you know, the gaming industry, but kind of at what point do we like, take a stand against this sort of stuff like, you know, people have been saying for, for years uh, and I think it's like a kind of funny slogan you know, like, vote with your wallet uh, if you if you don't like the shitty business practices of a company, don't, don't buy their Don't buy the games. game they make. By the games they make.
1: I don't think they are, like, well, maybe they put their that on it, but I've been doing that for Oh, years. no, no, absolutely. It is definitely something. I, I think they yeah. just,
0: uh, kind of funny at least, just kind of They're big enough sloganed to, yeah, a stamp it almost. On it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it's kind of one of those where, where you know, where, where do you draw your own very personal line in this? And I'm becoming a bit more. Uh, I not militant, but a bit more picky mm. with mm. where I want to spend my money. And uh, Adel, you and I chatted over the Cyberpunk um, trailers a, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam in the Discord shared an interview where uh, the CD Projekt Raid, and they've come under fire before for their kind of cultural representations and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that maybe Cyberpunk has got some. Mm. Pretty shallow characters, uh, pretty caricature characters as well. Uh, um, you know, we're talking about the uh, we mentioned earlier the issues with Ubisoft and the just cultural uh, um, issues that they have within the workplaces. And I've got an uh, I've got an article about Naughty Dog and what I want to see from the next coming out on Thursday, which touches on Crunch. And the issues that they kind of have as well and mm. at what point like do we decide well I'm just not going to pick anything up from this developer anymore like the, the stuff that kind of came out about CD Projekt Red kind of had me thinking well uh, do I really want it do I really need do Cyberpunk? I just walk away right now do I just walk away right now and and it was and it mm. made me think about it that the reason I wanted to bring it out was today I um, I ordered Ghost of Tsushima this yep. morning, and I have,
1: have. Have the reviews come out for that? The, yeah. the reviews Isn't came out today. Yep. Week, some yeah. of the reviews
0: out today. It's, yeah. it's 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 sort of mixed, but it's high-ish. It's mid eighties, low eighties, yeah. roughly around there. Uh, lots of people saying that it's enjoyable, but it, it hits a few of those open world tropes still. But yeah, I mean, as a as a different stance in something that I would not have picked up on. Some people have made comment about its depiction of Japanese imperialism.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: the ideas around uh, other Asian critics being able to get their hands on this. And critiquing it from a certain standpoint.
3: Mm-mm.
1: And... Surely they would have sent out copies to like Japanese press. So they probably have sent out copies. Yeah, to but Japanese I think it's about press. how
2: free the but, press feels like they can participate versus yeah, and, but
0: also been. you know this Japan has always been a
1: thing. Like a lot of reviewers are straight white males. Like, yes, very much. yeah. yeah. So point. you
0: want more yeah. representation, but it's about understanding. Mm. What kind of representation you're then eliciting? You know, going this game is very much entrenched in Japanese history and depicting that in a certain way. Let's just give it to Japanese critics. Done, not giving it to critics of other East Asian countries, which may have been hmm. uh, right. uh, poorly yeah, affected by kind of Japanese Mongolian history and invasion? stuff. And see about it,
1: the Mongolian invasion. Uh, the game? It is
0: about the Mongolian invasion. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, okay, um, okay, so okay. seeing it from other critics' kind of points of view and. Suddenly, I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, I'm thinking about possibly not picking up Cyberpunk because of this sort of like shitty stance on these caricatures and the way that they've taken kind right. of some characters. But actually, from what some people have said, and I need to do a lot more research into this before. Uh, yeah. it, it sounds like Ghost of Tsushima takes a very specific viewpoint and stance, and actually, that's something that isn't being brought up in critique that isn't being right. allowed to be kind of discussed. And I, I would imagine that there's lots of games where we just don't get the kind of critical discourse around it that it comes from a minority that may be affected from it. And, and you know, it, it works in various sort of ways. So The Last of Us Part 2 I've read other articles which say actually the uh, the trans perspective that comes from kind of Lev's character is actually quite good for the trans community. And th- these communities will have varying sides of things and varying opinions, and there's always kind of lines that we as yeah. a consumer yeah. have to draw in where we take that stance. But at what point do we kind of... Do we do that? At what point do we make that stance? Yeah. what point do we think this person's view is... Uh, more in line with mine than somebody else's why don't why do I support this person versus this person like and and I think this yeah. is good it's it's very good in terms of critical discourse and questioning kind of what we 're doing and the purchases that we make
3: it, it, considering yeah. Yeah, yeah. five
0: billion games release a year
3: <laughs> yes.
1: uh, I think it 's much easier to do with like um bigger Game bigger profile games, and I'm in a very fortunate position where I don't really buy any to many big profile yeah. games. So, and hey, I could be buying many indies where they have questionable work practices or yeah. abuse. Like um, when I look at like Night in the Woods and. Um, there was a lot of controversy about that that came to light later It's like yeah a lot later mm. but yeah. It, it yeah it, it's like it's it's very hard you have to take it on a case by case basis and sometimes you just can't draw a line and sometimes you can't it, it's like with buying from big beer companies who own like stuff like you know, stuff like beavertown and yes, magic rock it's like oh this company has you know they're giving money to these questionable too nefarious people mm. this other company might be doing that you just don't know about sure, it so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's very hard but I think if you've whatever your reason if you've got that conviction like go for it yeah. like if, if if you're not wanting to support Cyberpunk because of like the caricatures that they're portraying then that's a good enough reason like it doesn't have to be anymore um it doesn't have to be any less. Doesn't have to be any more. Is it's, it, it's it, that line that you draw on the cyberpunk doesn't have to be the same for like I don't know. Even The Witcher Five, you know. So it's like it, it's 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 a tough one to call. Um, uh, I I don't know. It's, it's it's very hard. I think you have to take it on a case by case basis. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 very hard. Like you know, thinking. Because when you were saying that about reviewers and stuff like that, that a lot of that goes down to the publisher themselves and the PR agencies, mm-hmm. not exactly Sucker Punch themselves. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to not give Sucker Punch the money due to extenuating circumstances that they can't control? You know, mm. it's 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 a slippery slope, and it's like you you can't you can't have. The same thing for everything because you will literally be, not boycotting, but you won't be buying anything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everyone has um, questionable uh, and you know questionable work practices in the whole of the gaming industry. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's
3: it's true the gaming industry. It's
0: true kind of across the board of all industry as well. Mm. Uh, You know, you can get into. The my the the real minutiae stuff and think well how actually was this game funded well it got yeah. some funding from the arts council the UK arts council or something like that that's funded by government tax the U the the, the mm-hmm. UK the British government currently have flip flopped on their stance on selling shit to Saudi Arabia to fucking kill other people so now I'm not going to support anything funded by the arts council so i can't support yeah. any of these games like yes absolutely there's i mean there's there's layers and layers and layers and layers to yeah. kind of these things and you do think as well in some cases like this this game has been made and like cyberpunk has been made by tens of hundreds of people yeah who are reliant on x number of copies being sold to not be Not be paid up until this point because you would imagine they're being paid monthly, uh, but to Mm -hmm. then retain work and to retain their jobs. And I've been, uh, my mind has kind of been thinking, well, you know, if that company doesn't sustain itself, actually, do we then get smaller teams, smaller experiences? You know, do those 100 people at Cyberpunk disband because no one bought their game? The company can't sustain itself. Do they disband into. 50 smaller teams 20 smaller teams right. you know how does that then work how does that change the landscape uh how do they then get funded you know can you you can only support you can you can buy one 50 pound game versus buying 20 20 pound games or you know that kind of way that you're able to support certain people certain teams very much plays into that idea of where that line is and the morality that you want to kind of impose upon these uh, uh, upon these games and these products Uh, and I think at least uh, I kind of end my article coming out on Thursday um, Mm -hmm. by saying the only way things will change is if people keep questioning and people keep telling these companies that their practices are shitty and that they need to do something, and very much around the idea of Naughty Dog, with Crunch, and uh, you know you've got to say to them, just take another six fucking months. Yeah. Just don't. You know there'll be pressure at least from them, from yeah. from PlayStation, from Sony, to do more.
1: But then tell them, tell yeah. them that you but don't th- need to fucking worry. about I think, I think about it's it. even more systemic than that. Like it's, it's it's the culture. Yeah. At that studio and yeah as you say like speak out about it like retweet retweet um Jason Schreier's uh, (laughs) articles when they when they come out about like crappy work conditions and Hmm. stuff like that and just maybe don't curb your own enjoyment and Mm. and enthusiasm for like a game like buy it if you want to and don't feel guilty about buying it if you want to because, guess what? There are millions of people who are already going to buy that game and have no idea that video games are made by people. Yeah.
2: That's the big with thing, crappy... right? Yeah. Mm. People don't get so, but, yeah. the supply chain is labour intensive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and yeah, so don't feel bad about it, but maybe, yeah, just retweet those articles. Question Directly, like devs, directly, yeah, but how about this? What are you doing to combat this and stuff like that? And yeah, just try and make sure people who would not otherwise be aware of it be aware of it. But, um, yeah, yeah it's it's rough, it's rough. You don't want to punish people who uh, have got nothing to do with these crappy practices or anything like that, but at the same time, ugh,
3: <laughs> it,
1: it, you are you, you, it's easy to feel powerless in that that point of mm. view, but. And and it's hard for something, like, that is so... Not many people... I, I think rightly so. Like, with stuff like big-budget media, there's no need for people to care, you know? Yeah. About, you yeah, know, yeah. work practices and stuff like If If it's something bigger, like, you know... It takes a big shift for things to happen. Like, when it's something so as obvious and insidious as something like apartheid or something like that, then, yes, people can rally together, but when it's just like oh um i don't know someone talked bad about somebody on this marvel film right mm. it's very easy not to for 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 like the general populace and other people not to care and to turn a blind eye and i'm not you know i've done that like
3: eh,
1: who cares you know I've, I've i've been someone who's like oh who cares but it doesn't matter but it's like it's hard to rally enough people around that you know I mean, look at how many pe- stupid people say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna boycott the next Miss Marvel," isn't? I don't know, Superwoman, whatever film, because there's a woman in it or something like that, and like you know, ten people don't go see the movie, and it breaks every box office record. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's it's very hard to care about things that seem very surface level and very menial. Mm. Because yeah, when you're thinking of oh, video games. And not systematic, like, um... Systemic, like, racial oppression and stuff like It's very hard to rally enough people to care and, like, yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't buy The Last of Us. It's, it's fine. No, nah. There's blood on your hands, Ben. <laughs>
0: well, hopefully not blood. Maybe just some tears. I mean, I I, I can probably <laughs> deal with tears, but I don't think I can deal with blood. Um, <laughs> what about
2: sweat, blood, and tears?
0: Yeah. Sweat's fine. I mean I always have this thing that any time I do a, a a job around the house or some kind of project if I haven't bled on it then it's it's just not a fucking job <laughs> worth talking about is it Right. Um, so there's ghost probably Shishima. some blood somewhere just by Ghost of Tsushima yeah definitely there's <laughs> lots of blood in that yeah. uh, so, so, there so, will definitely quickly, be what lots of the blood in that game
1: <laughs> yeah well, what have the reviews said about it they've just said it's generic open world. Um
0: some reviews have said uh I love the open world, it was brilliant. I loved mm. how full it was. Others have said okay. there is some critical discourse around this which isn't being addressed whatsoever. Right. Some have said, yeah, it's a uh, it's got some cool systems but in a tired, older open world sort of setting. You know, th- there's a there's a very very Is mixed
1: it stays gone with Samurai? Is it Days Gone with Samurai? Has anyone made that comparison yet? No,
0: <laughs> I haven't read that, but I have read a couple of <laughs> okay. reviews and I have thought yeah. exactly that.
1: Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, well to, to be to be frank, Sucker like Punch, for me, are just average developer making average games. Yeah, that's you know? not and unreasonable. To make another average game... Yeah, and to make another average game understandable you know I've enjoyed to a certain point um, some of their games but they really run out of ideas fast in their games and stretch it out for another 20 hours so
0: yes it will be interesting I to was see whether... surpri- I'm was
1: not. i not surprised if that is the reception yeah
0: it'd be interesting to see whether with Ghost of Tsushima you Regina. play 5 hours and experience everything mm. that you then experience will continue repetitively do over the next thirty um, hours. Yeah. If yeah, not but you know if not what? more.
1: Like people like that formula. People yes, like Assassin's do. Creed games and that are huge and sprawling and do the same thing. So yeah, I can see why people would very much like that. Especially now when they just want to turn their brain. Yeah, off completely.
0: And and, and leading like then from the conversation that we're having into Ubisoft. No, we're not going to touch that today. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that. Yeah,
1: I mean, fuck, uh, fuck
0: Ubisoft. Um,
1: <laughs> Agreed. Until they make a Splinter Cell game. <laughs> exactly that. They are making uh, a Splinter
0: Cell game, Lucy. Didn't you see oh, don't, don't, Sam Fisher's don't. cartoon and cartoony face going through some
1: I read kind an of article because I didn't actually see it. And they said, um, the article headline was, Ubisoft continues to troll Swintercell fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, <was> just, <laughs> I mean I'm that's
3: pretty
1: like, great. It. That's it exactly like, what they do. Oh yeah. That weird it Is it a mobile game?
0: Mobile game, Elite Squad or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Go to Hell Eves.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> nah, Eve's is great. I'm gonna wait for the next nice. Jim Sterling video to come up about fucking <laughs> Ubisoft. That's <laughs>
3: Oof,
1: yeah. Fair. It's that it's that um point and clickbait article, um where it's like every <laughs> Ubisoft game review. And it's still the same. Someone posted that and they said this was written seven years ago.
3: <laughs> it's still the same. <laughs>
0: Right, let's finish there. Let's talk about <laughs> yes, the beers sir. that we have uh, drunk this evening. Adol, we'll come to you first.
2: Yes. Um, I really like the Hugs and Kisses by Broward and It's also one of my favourite breweries, but I think the Vorlenhoven extra stout um, just clinches it. It's, uh, it's a heartier beer, 7%. Ooh. Um, it's doing the extra stout thing but mostly it i will The and kisses was like hey you'll be surprised this is only three percent and that's kind of what i traded on while the extra stout uh was like hey this is doing all the things you want and more mm. and so like i like both these beers and like if you want uh, such a straight strength ipa or or similar, like you cannot go wrong with this uh, Hugs and Kisses because it's so easy to drink and still feels nice. like a four or five percent IPA. It's not really session strength in, on on the palate, but the uh, Von Hoven, uh Extra Stout is just like much more. It's just more well rounded, more interesting, uh, and even though it's seven percent, like it, it, manage, it toes the line exactly what you want. Like it still feels like a five six percent beer, it's a little more like boisterous, a little more forward, but doesn't overstay its welcome. It just does exactly what you want from uh, a stout that is sort of a little stronger than the norm. Perfect.
0: Nice, uh, Lucy. How about hmm. you this week?
1: I'm gonna give it to the Raspberry Ripple. Um, the Big Eagle was very nice. Um, I've just finished it just now. I think it's it, probably because it was just a bit more heavy. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. the more percentage and having that like real bitter earthy finish it probably made it a bit heavier. Um, but yeah, the Raspberry Ripple is just it's just so easy. It's like you look at it and you think that's gonna be a Thick, heavy, viscous boy, but it's yeah. it's very well balanced by that that fr- that fresh fruitiness and the tartness of the raspberry, and just it's really well balanced. So, yeah, Repping Birmingham, nice. Nice. give it to the Raspberry Ripple.
0: Good, good. Um, I think I'm going to go with my second beer, which is the North Uh nice. Touch sensitive Double IPA. The Gallagher from Brew York was a nice beer. Mm. Uh,
3: Not again. As good as the Gradius. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Had I, have, I mean, it would have been much more interesting had this beer from North had been called Gradius. Um, the uh, the Gallagher did an interesting thing in terms of uh, peeling away flavors and letting them fade out to just leave you with stuff. Uh, the touch sensitive was just a really good beer. Uh, very very easy. Gave me lots and lots of layers of things going on. Had a lovely viscosity to it. Had a weight to that. Mm. Uh, double IPA style as well, uh, and maybe went back a little bit quicker than the Gallagher as well. I think both, in the end, were probably just as dry as each other. But I was reaching for the double IPA to get the flavour more because I wanted to uh, than with the Gallagher. And I reached the Gallagher, and I'm like, oh, it's interesting. What is going on in terms of how the flavour? kind of disappears for a lighter beer uh, but the touch sensitive was like yes I would like some more of this please I will reach for it again mm-hmm. I will taste all of these lovely lovely flavours going on so uh, that is my pick this week if you dear listener and viewer would like to talk to us about beers in games you can do so in lots of different ways I am at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere Adil is at the OmniArc almost everywhere, except Twitch, where he's the underscore OmniArc when he does stream. Lucy is JuicyLuce9 everywhere, on every possible platform and format you can ever think of, she exists. I'm
1: ubiquitous. I'm not, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I'm not ubiquitous software. I'm just ubiquitous. (laughs) Because nobody wants to be them. Sorry I interrupted, I feel bad now.
2: (laughs) What
0: did you say? Not on the Switch.
2: Yeah, because Switch doesn't have alpha. That's do true.
0: Though. But for but for Lucy, they've changed it.
2: Yeah, it's yes. fair.
0: They haven't because uh, Nintendo's <laughs> stuck in like twenty years ago in the past. And we- just twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and we are at TankedUpCast on Twitter and on Instagram. You should always go to outoflives.net dot net to look up. At- lots of other articles, lots of other things, listen to other podcasts. Lucy, you and I have got a Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast that yeah. uh, we chatted the first half of the game this week, second yep, half
1: next week. next week. Yeah, and next week, yeah, I really enjoyed that conversation. Go listen to it. Yes,
0: do that. Uh, I've got an article going up Thursday. There's lots of other stuff for you to go and read and get involved in the conversation around games and TV with us as well. You can also go to our Discord, which will be linked somewhere in the YouTube. Maybe not in the text of our description of our podcast on your app. Maybe not. I don't know. It'll be works. there. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: it's somewhere you can find <laughs> it. Go to the Outliers Facebook page. I think it's the pinned post. There it is. And come and chat to us about Do games and bits. I've <laughs> just run through that amazingly quickly without allowing either of you to finish this week. Do, I, do you have any final finishing
1: thoughts? Is there anything
0: you want to say? No. Anything no, inspiring cause... you want to leave the listeners with, apart from oh, fuck Ubisoft? Oh
1: gosh, you shouldn't have said... Oh gosh, Ben, when you said that um, <laughs> I, I just remembered... I literally just pulled up my browser and I remember reading this article about them using a Holocaust quote to promote the Watch Dogs Legion, so no, <gasps> I don't want to talk about anything else. Oof. Oh shit. Because... <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I think I'll end on Ubisoft stuff. I've been saying this for years. Ooh. Not just their games, just them. Just them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Adam.
1: Uh, mm. <laughs> so bad.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Is there anything like, you? Is I mean, it's uh, a lovely face that you pulled. Is there anything that you want to say?
2: <laughs> nah, it's fine. <laughs> fuck Karens and fuck supporter Karens and yeah. enjoy mm. beer and be responsible.
0: Good. Uh, I mean, I like that. be responsible is yes. a very good finisher <laughs> for this episode. For this week, we have been tanked up. Bye,
1: bye. Wear a mask. Ciao.
0: Definitely wear a mask.
3: Yeah. <laughs> www.outoflives.net